Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Richie. Uh, it's Monday. I hope you're all well. We had a lovely weekend. We uh, Jobs on Saturday, but Sunday we got out in the lovely blue sky and that kind of summery spring air, and it was absolutely joyous. So I hope you guys had a nice opportunity to be outside and enjoy the lovely weather. Uh, looking to head to today, make sure you go to St. Ronan's TV, where we have Mr. TV's Challenge of the Week, which is a must-see. Apart from that, it's quite a quiet day. I just want to say, guys, I'm being so impressed with the way you're working, the way you know, when you come online and have a chat and see how you're getting on, uh, what good spirits you're in, and uh, nice to see you happy and smiling and stuff. Please keep that up. It's uh, on our way to half term, which is exciting and uh, something to look forward to. So work hard, play hard, and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Hi there, Ronians and old Ronians. It's Tommy, and I'm Richie's reporter for the day, and we're having a breakfast Q&A at the TV household, having a conversation about keeping in touch. Um, I'm with Mr. TV and uh, Harry TV. So my first question is for you, Mr. TV. Uh, in your last talk, you mentioned something about the Bicton boys. The, the Bicton boys were boys who were at St. Ronan's in the early 1940s, i.e. during the Second World War, um, when the school had been evacuated from Worthing down to Bicton Park, which is just near Exeter. These are boys such as Michael Winnie and Goss Hume and Robert Roxburgh, Peter Collimore, uh, uh, yeah, and many more. And um, how, how and why did they end up keeping in touch? Well, they shared a very special time together, and some of them were together in, in Bicton for all five years. And they wanted to, I think, is the answer um, as to why they wanted to stay in touch. Um, how they stayed in touch, I think it, it clearly would have been by writing to each other, um, increasing as they got older by telephone. Some in their later years would have moved on to, to emails. But it's really because they made an effort. It do, you do need an initiator. And uh, the initiator for this generation was primarily Michael Winnie and, and Goss um, and um, Henry Stapleton as well. They they met up at uh, Tower of London uh, about 10 years ago and very kindly invited uh, Emma and me to, to join them and um, later on um, wrote a book about their experiences and even went back down to Bicton um, to, to relive it all. So we're going to fast forward 70 years later we have Harry TV. You became an old Ronian in 2014. Um, so, how have you kept in touch? Um, well, I guess I left was in 2014, which is sort of six years ago. Um, and we, like, our year group went to a lot of different universities from, I think, California, right the way to Belgium, like all around the world. Um, so, recently we've been doing a sort of pub quiz night on Zoom, which is like an online video call software. We were doing that every Tuesday, different themes each week, like Hawaiian theme, um, which has been really fun. So it's been quite nice to see people, even after six years, which I haven't seen in a long time, um, see them at the moment on these quizzes. Uh, I think a lot, I think as Dad said, even now, like staying in touch needs an initiator. I think it needs one person to, to make the group chat, to propose the idea. But um, yeah. And were you in touch before coronavirus? Not with a lot of them. We haven't. I don't think we've spoken as a big group. Like there's about twenty or thirty of us on it. I don't think we've spoken as a big group since Leaver's Day. So it's kind of the circumstances have kind of like created it. Have forced everyone to sort of get back and communicate with each other. Well, that's all the time we have today. Very short episode. So it's goodbye from me. 
Goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And uh, thank you very much. Over to you, Richie. The light and the dark. Lockdown was a terrible time. There was online school with only writing activities to do. I was in my study in the basement, thinking of a good story to write for my English teacher, Miss Fibson. As I looked around for inspiration, I saw a bookshelf stuffed with boring, grown-up books and the helpful posters my mum had put on the walls. Another shelf had all my school folders containing everything I needed to know for the dreaded CE exams. I was feeling empty of ideas. I hadn't seen my friends in seven weeks and lockdown was beginning to get to me. I had to search for an idea deep, deep down. Bright light shone above me. I closed my eyes tightly, but even though my through my eyelids it was brighter than a supernova starburst. I was travelling upwards gradually, ascending towards the blinding crystal light. I felt curious about where this tunnel of light would take me. The next thing I knew, I felt a cool breeze pass over me. To my astonishment, I was now outside in a forest glade. I surveyed my surroundings. I noticed that the trees looked very different to the trees around my house. The bark of the trees was smooth and the shade of orange peel. The leaves were golden like autumn time and I thought this was strange as it was only the beginning of May. Where was the green? As I ambled through the forest I questioned my surroundings. The light shone through the golden leaves and onto the burnt brown ground. I heard water rushing in a river nearby and the forest smelled like muddy burnt toast. Suddenly a wisp of smoke danced before my eyes and quickly disappeared off in the direction of a cavern nearby. Urgently I dashed after it, determined not to lose this smoky trail. Darkness. I could see nothing. I called out to the black corners of the cave. Hello? Can anyone hear me? No reply, just a cheeky snigger. I heard quick light footsteps scuttling towards me. I caught sight of a flicker of a light. The most logical thing to do was walk towards it. It was some sort of campfire. I crouched down beside it to warm up a bit as the cave was actually cold and damp. I felt a tap on my shoulder. When I turned around, there was some sort of gremlin standing right behind me. It was ugly, but had a friendly expression. His skin was dark gray, which could have been dirt as he was living in the smoky dark cave. He grinned at me and I was surprised when he followed on by saying, Welcome visitor to my humble abode. My name is Sorm. I thought about running, but then I tried the more polite approach and answered, Thank you for letting me enter. Enter. My name is Seamus. Sorm started doing a little dance of excitement while singing the word visitor over and over. I was confused at what this world could have in store for someone like me. He danced off and shouted over his shoulder for me to make myself at home beside the fire. He marched back proudly with a couple of raw fish which he must have caught in the river. He offered me one and he took the other. Sorm started to eat the raw fish from its belly. The thought of this was horrifying. I don't even like fish fingers. I needed to leave. I had a story to write and surely this was a good adventure to write about. Standing up, I said casually, well, nice as this has been, Swarm, um, I need to go home now. 
Sorm's face changed instantly from friendly to furious. He kept eating his fish, and with a mouthful of scales and bones, he quietly spat the words, Visitor, sit. Backing away towards the cave opening, and once again, Swarm repeated more loudly, Visitor, sit. I turned and ran, desperate to find the path I followed. I searched for the gap in the orange peel tree trunks that had come through earlier. I heard angry screams coming from behind. Was Swarm chasing me? I was squinting to see as my eyes hadn't adjusted to the light yet. But it was getting brighter and brighter, and I felt sure I was heading for home. Seamus! Seamus! My name was ringing in my ears. There was a hand on my shoulder. Had Sorm caught me? My mum shook me and said crossly, Seamus, wake up. You have a story to write. Hello everybody, it's Monday morning again. Let's get going. A lot to pack in this week. We're going to hear from Mr Andrew with his customary morning briefing today. I think he's had rather a good weekend by the sound of things. Then we're going to hear from Tommy TV, our roving reporter, um, and he's going to bring us a piece on keeping in touch in conversation with other TV men. And then finally, we're going to have Mrs Gibson giving us another piece of work from one of her pupils, Seamus today, who's written a fantastic story. Now we're going over to the TV family breakfast table and my roving reporter Tommy uh, is going to be thinking about keeping in touch both Ronians in the past who have done so and Ronians today who are doing so. Thank you Tommy and other TVs there, another great report from my roving reporter and I know that some of you in the younger year groups have actually taken up that letter writing thing uh, again now so you are all perhaps casting back to former Ronians and keeping in touch more in an old-fashioned way. Now, this week we're going to hear a lot about the Ronian characteristics on the radio. We've got teachers popping in to mention pupils who have shown particular uh, imagination, cooperation, empathy, awareness, curiosity and perseverance. And the next item is a work of imagination. Yes, it's a story from Seamus read by Mrs Gibson. Thank you, Mrs Gibson. That was very well read and fantastic work. Seamus, well imagined and created. Although I am going to have to go off and check what you did in that experiment I set you last week. Only written tasks? I don't know. There's much more than that going on. Still, great work, sir. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, go and throw yourselves into Monday. Show me some imagination and some perseverance as we head towards half term. I've got lots more good work and uh, Ronian characteristic heroes to share with you this week. So let's see if we can get your name on the radio for one of those. Speak soon. Go well.